0: Yeah, you're building a whole school district out there, sounds like.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, why not? Um, they need it.
0: Today, I have the honor in showcasing how the founder of KenyaRelief.org, Steve James, is growing a civilization right in front of our eyes with the creation of a school system, medical facility, orphanage, and much more, all on their 60 acre campus out in Kenya. So, let's do it.
1: Too many days in the darkness without a glimpse of the light. Running tired and broken and scared, but I swear I'll never give up the fight. I see you broken and beat. Head pulled down over your eyes
0: steve thank you for coming on today this is really really great stuff you yeah. guys do so much uh, so we're just gonna jump right into it here okay uh, kenya how did it get started and become really what it is today um, if you can kind of illustrate a, a picture to our listeners here uh, uh, of that and really what your your mission and, and your goals are.
1: Sure. sure. Well, I, I need to talk a little bit about me and my background. You know, I'm a, a nurse anesthetist, 35 years, uh, raised in a good home. Uh, my, uh, I became a Christian uh, suddenly when I was 24 years old. Uh, and my life began to change a lot. I, I dove headfirst into my faith, and uh, you know, I, I was pursuing my dreams. I had a good career, you know, I was successful in um, in, in my field. I loved it. I, I married a, a wonderful woman, uh, a nurse, and we had three children. And uh, life was going well. I was living the American dream. You know, I was I was following my Lord uh, in everything that He would show me on how a person should live. Uh, I was at church a lot. I was active in the community. I feel like my life was, at that time, I felt like I was doing everything that a person should do as a Christian, as a human being. Um, And then uh, I had a tragedy struck in my life. Uh, In 2001, uh, three days after 9-11, I was supposed to attend a family reunion in California. And my wife had already set off driving cross country with her mother and her sister. And, um, I was supposed to join them, but you know, the whole world stopped basically after nine 11, you know, the planes were grounded and, uh, I had the option to get on the first flight out of Atlanta to join my wife and 13 others and she said you know and i almost decided to go see my two oldest uh, i have three children uh, mark and Brittany, who were in college in asheville north carolina and greta said no just come it'll probably be safe just get on the plane and come you saw him last weekend so i get on the plane i fly to there and guess what nobody shows up they were all afraid to fly mm. so I think I was on a 747 with three other people. And so I get there and we change plans and we decide that we're going to go, you know, San Francisco, enjoy the sights. And we had a beautiful time on the 14th. And then as the day was ending, I was driving across the Golden Gate Bridge and I noticed my phone was turned off. So I looked down and it had like 25 missed phone calls from home. So I call as I'm driving across the Golden Gate Bridge, I'm calling and all I could hear was crying in the background. And my one of my relatives. Uh, my brother's ex, she got on the phone and she was hesitant to tell me something, and I, st- I I sensed something was wrong with one of the kids And I thought it was my oldest, you know, because he is always getting in trouble for something so excuse me so. So, uh, finally I started screaming at them, tell me, tell me what's wrong. And they said that Brittany, my daughter, my middle child had been found dead in her college apartment mm. and they'd been trying to get me for six hours. So oh, I just started screaming, no, no, no. And my wife just slid into the floorboard in a coma and um i pulled off the bridge and you know i really don't remember much after that you know it was just a blur i couldn't get a flight home that night and it was just my son was there to identify her body by himself and my youngest son was with relatives and you know it's the most crushing thing that's ever happened to me in my life and i and i knew that in that grief i had to find some kind of meaning for this beautiful child at the peak of her life. God taking her home. And someone told me that I should do something she wanted to do. How old
0: was she at the time?
1: She was 19 Mm. and, um, she had been supporting a child in Kenya for three years through Christian children's fund. She woke up late one night watching a TV commercial or actually woke me up and said, daddy, I want to sponsor a, a child in Africa. And I thought she would just forget about it. Well, this was on Saturday Then on Sunday, she mentioned it and I said, well, baby, you need to get a job if you're going to after school. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, on Monday, she got a job. She started sending $24 a month to this little boy named Newton.
0: That's amazing.
1: And that struck my interest to, about Kenya, you know, yeah. to go.
0: Why do you think she, um, did she choose Kenya just because it was the uh, the, the commercial there? Or did she have any sort of connection before that?
1: No, I think it was just a random thing. She wanted, all she knew that she, is that she wanted to sponsor a child. Mm. And they assigned her to a little boy in Kenya. And, uh, you know, it wasn't long before I knew that I was going to Kenya to meet the boy she never met. Mm. And I was going hell or high water you know all my relatives nobody's ever traveled to Africa (laughs) they said you don't need to go there yeah uh but I did And, and that was in and in the process I thought why don't I give some anesthesia while I'm there find you know to help somebody I've never done a mission trip and I've been to Europe I've been traveling but never been to Africa and when I found a group and I went with them and let me tell you it it rocked my world um i never had i seen such um heartache and desperation and inequity of health care you know that's why i kept asking myself why do i have so much i mean my kids have automobiles you know i have a big house i i vacation i i give i give to my church i give to the community but why would i be living in this place in the world when most of the world suffers you know and so i got an answer on that question of that question while i was there and it was so that i could give back so that started my journey to kenya
0: yeah that that's uh i mean just just riveting stuff because i mean you you think that was 2001 right so i mean you're talking that was over 20 years ago that yeah. was before i mean you could just log into like youtube or the internet yeah. and see what the conditions are over there yeah. um and it, what was it like meeting the uh meeting the boy
1: well it was one of the highlights of my life just because you know even Brittany giving that money you don't know if he's real you send money and and to see him flesh and blood and to he is the same picture we had of yeah. him and to meet his mother who didn't speak a lick of english um, and, uh, just to embrace him and bring him some gifts and it was great. And, um, you know, I knew that I was in the right place. So then, yeah. so then I come home and, you know, I can't live like I've been doing. There's no way. I mean, I remember stopping at the Red Lobster on the way home to eat And it cost Greta and I from the airport thirty-five dollars for a meal and I'm I'm just sitting there sick at my stomach. Yeah. Because I just left people that didn't you know that make three dollars a day. And so I've tried I've tried to balance that struggle and live a better life. And boy, we've made some headwind we've made some strong advances since that first trip by myself. I took seven friends the next fall, then I took eight, then 20, and then fast forward, we got, you know, we've taken more than 5,000 Americans and Europeans and someone from every state to volunteer and to make a difference. It's you know, awesome.
0: Yeah, I was, I was going to say, because you guys have um, a 60-acre campus over there right now, right?
1: yes god gave us 60 acres we don't owe one penny to anyone on this planet um uh,
0: that's awesome i love <laughs> i love that
1: yeah we, we we have and we haven't gotten that way we've gotten that way through organically yeah. you know we haven't had giant grants we've we've god's brought people into our lives that started to believe like me that you can make a difference in the world one person can make a difference and so it's been a 20-year journey to get where we are today but yeah we've got 60 acres of land we've got a school that has 750 students on our property uh 500 on the waiting list all we got to do is build the junior ju- the junior high we'll we'll increase our population
0: yeah you're building a whole school district out there sounds like (laughs) yeah
1: well you know why not um they need it uh so we finished number one in the county already in seven years Mm. And, uh, and then we have an orphanage it's called Brittany's home of grace um it has 168 children in the program that are total orphans or vulnerable children And they live on campus or else they're in boarding school or a couple are in university now. Yeah. And then the, go ahead.
0: No, you go, you go, sorry, sorry.
1: And then we have the, the healthcare outreach, which is a natural for me. And we specialize in surgical care. So we send 24 teams a year, that's every two weeks, 18 of them are surgical teams. So we do cataracts on one team, GYN on another, pediatrics on another, general surgery on another. We do some general medical outreaches out in the field. We visit other orphanages and serve their children. We have a dental team. We we try and provide a holistic care in the community. So it's it's primarily three sectors. It's a school, the orphanage, and the clinic. But we have done some water filtration programs for the community, but it's... um. It's a robust, powerful, life-changing um, experience—not just for the people who we serve, but the team members that go.
0: Yeah, I was—I was, I was going to yeah. say because you guys have um, twenty-eight mission trips already booked um, from from here on out, which is which is insane. And I know a lot of them involve bringing medical staff over there. What are some of the the issues facing Kenyans medically um, the most, is it just um, you know, pro, uh, having well, prolonged illnesses that just don't get attention? Is it HIV? Is it malaria? Is there a commonality?
1: It's all of the above. Let, let, let's imagine, um, let's start with um, resources. Uh, the United States spends somewhere around $11,000 a year on health care per person that's the highest in the world okay Dr- then you drop down to your your advanced w- westernized countries European countries Japan p- countries like that they spend between four and six thousand dollars I think Germany's number two per person and then you got drop down to your lower middle in- low and middle income countries where Kenya it's, I can't even remember, but it's it's a few hundred dollars. You can't take care of a person for that, and so the the country is disabled because of the lack of resources. It's not that they don't want to. The last president's initiative was to provide universal health care. Well, that's an impossibility, unless you can get the private sector, the government hospitals, and the faith based hospitals to work together and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to broaden the opportunities for for us to go and stand by their side and help them and we're building a medical center you know right we have a a really good surgical mission we have a small staff but we've now started construction a month ago on a maternal child health unit which we're most proud of because it's one of the biggest needs, but I didn't finish to answer your question. They have, you know, it's poverty, it's lack of resources. It is lack of man, trained manpower. Um, you know, a lot of people do leave the country when they get a, a higher education that's hurt them some retention of, 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 medical personnel, um, corruption certainly is an issue. Um, HIV AIDS would cripple any country in those conditions. Um, that was a heavy blow to them. So, you know, there are people there that want to make a difference. And, you know, our mission statement says is that we bring hope to a new generation of Kenyans through cooperation between communities, uniting for a common good. So we that's kind of what drives us. And we're not we're a, we're a Christian organization but we're not an evangelical church planting organization. We're there to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to, and to invite other people to come stand with us. You know, we have Hindus and Muslims and people that are searching. They all go with us, and they stand by our side, and it's a beautiful experience. It's the best of humanity coming together to serve.
0: Yeah, I, um, you know, to, to go off what you are saying before about... Um... People leaving, you know, once they they get an education, I, I feel like that's a commonality with a lot of countries. They either leave there, or when people study in like the United States, they get their degree and go back to their their country as well. I feel yes. like, um, I feel like what you guys do too is you guys are actually bringing over like the American dream, what people like come to the United States for. I feel like you're actually bringing that over to Kenya because you know people mm-hmm. come here for. You know education they come here for health care they come here for the professionals yeah. that can help train them and serve them and i feel like you bringing that over there is almost like the the, the reverse where you're actually bringing it to them which i think is so so cool have you ever have you ever thought about it like that
1: no not really uh that, you're making me i love learning things you know sometimes <laughs> you, you don't see it yourself and so that's an interesting an interesting thought yeah
0: yeah because i think I think what you guys provide maybe you guys eventually are able to um you know keep keep everybody over there too where it's like they they want to they they start to have a sense of that Kenyan pride being you know patriotic you know with, with being a Kenyan to where they want to stay and then help build that next school and I think you know thinking 5 10 20 years down the line seeing like a, an entire school district start to yeah. come out colleges and then you've got people starting to serve maybe a little maybe some restaurants here and there i think that that would be amazing you're building you're like the yeah. first steps in building like a a civilizational
1: yeah yeah and you know the other interesting thing is a lot of people that move and you know i can't say that i wouldn't move my family if there was another opportunity in another country if it was the best for them which drives most people um it's not just about money Um, We find there are a lot of what they call diaspora, which are Kenyans that live abroad that have done well. You know, they've come to the U.S. and they've they've been blessed for, you know, and they want to give back to their country. And so we've recruited scores of Kenyans who live in the U.S. now who really just wanted to find a way to give back. And so we've created an opportunity for for people to to go back, we have teams that are led by Kenyans that live in the U.S., and it thrills them to go back and help their brothers and sisters.
0: Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, they, yeah. they, they 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 and then they can also see, oh, those people are have have gone and done this. They're this now, and they kind of yes. have that role models, you know. Because I think that that's so important where people can actually see, you know, somebody in my in my you know social status has gone off to to do X, Y, and Z. There's that hope, which is what you said. That's another,
1: that's a very, that's a very good point because, you know, Kenya is a male dominated society, you know, that's in a transition to try and gender equality and all that, but it's a long way from being where it needs to be. So them seeing a woman from Kenya who goes to America and becomes a doctor or a nurse or a pharmacist, and they come back and share their story. Boy, it just it just gives those young girls that uh, a passion and a belief that they can do that, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's where it starts. That's where it starts, that generational turn where things start getting turned over and, and people can kind of follow in those footsteps. You know, for um for people who, you know, maybe hearing about Kenya for the first time, um, I'd love to kind of just paint them a picture of, you know, where is Kenya in Africa? What. Um, you know what's the country kind of like? And stop me at any point if if I'm incorrect with any of these because you will know way more, way better than mm-hmm. I do. You know, a couple of, a couple of things about Kenya. It's about in terms of the physical size. Um, it's in East Africa. It's between the size. And I was looking at my big map that I have behind me, kind of yeah. comparing it. It's between the size of say Colorado and Texas. Um, it's known as the world's best safari destination it Amen. has about yes yes uh, that is definitely something that is an incentive on those service trips. i'm sure <laughs>
1: oh, we do it every time yeah
0: yeah and it's got 50 epic national parks about 53 million people that's about the size of new york and california combined i was surprised to see you know 85 percent of the country practices christianity with english being a dominant language yes um and um you know, the, the country's industries are agricultural, agriculture and mm-hmm. the tourism, I believe, mm-hmm. as well, because of the safari trips. And yes. if you look at where Kenya is located on a map, being in East Africa, I mean, your, your neighbors are Somalia to your direct east, mm-hmm. Ethiopia and South Sudan to your direct north, and then Uganda to your direct west. And um, this even surprised me when I really just got to it, looked at a map and and saw the the neighbors. I mean, these are countries that are, are really on my news show about once a week because of their large scale kind yes. of polit- political instability, which then leads to, you know, large scale um, violence. And, and Kenya being a little bit different, though, as they've been able to maintain stability, it seems, for, uh, you know, a couple of decades, but still being in being over in East Africa with those being your your surrounding immediate neighbors, on your service trips, do you you know has safety ever been uh, a concern at all?
1: Well, it, it's always a concern. In fact, as the leader of the organization, if you had to ask me what one of my top priorities were, is to care for our teams and our staff and our in our uh, missionaries and our children. Safety is very important. Fortunately, um, some of those peripheral parts of the country, unfortunately, peripheral parts of the country are dangerous. Um, you know, uh, Al Shabaab is still in Somalia and trying, you know, causing issues. But you know, Kenya's a large country. Um, <clears throat> I see it. I see it kind of like. Well, let me tell you first. I've taken my granddaughter. I've taken my wife. I've taken dear friends. I have zero fear. I have more fear traveling to certain parts of Birmingham just up the road (laughs) than I do in Kenya. Okay. First of all, a a lion is not going to eat you. Okay. And you're not going to get kidnapped. Um, Anybody that travels, you travel smartly. Um, Fortunately, uh, most of Kenya is safe. It is very safe. Um, there's crime, um, petty crime, um, even some violent crime in the big cities, just like Chicago and Dallas and Miami, and you name it. Um, but we are very careful. Um, our ministry is located in the lower portion of Kenya, near, near Masaimara, near Tanzania um never has there been an incident of um, any terrorist attack or anything like that nairobi we fly into nairobi i feel comfortable in nairobi there's five million people there i go hang out in nairobi i just don't go out at night in the wrong places and then we have a professional safari company that's been with me 21 years i would say in my 67 years of business they offer the best service of any company i've ever been associated with they protect us they watch out for our good so you know uh i think it's as safe to go there as it is anywhere else i go we make sure of that and then we our food security is good we feed our teams well we have our own chefs we take you to really fine resorts and a nice hotel you know so that not so you can have a vacation, but so that you can feel good, so that you can feel safe, so that you can give 110%. So we have a primo trips. So let me tell you, I doubt anybody, anybody is going to Africa doing what we're doing as good as we're doing it with the mission teams. You I'm know, sure I, I'm, I, yeah. I
0: was gonna say, cause from looking at your service trips, um They 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 look awesome. They look awesome because you're not only serving in whatever capacity that you're going over there to to do, but then you're also going on these safari trips. You're seeing the wildlife out there that, you know, you're seeing endangered species, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the realms that you're you're only going to get in a in a artificially over in the United States in a zoo, not in their natural habitat. Um, could, would you mind just giving yeah. us a little, uh, rundown on what, yeah. one of the, what, what an average service trip, um, if there is an average <laughs> service trip, uh, what the typical service trip would, would be for someone who does want to, um, sign up?
1: Yeah, well, let me say too, it's not just medical people. We have a, we have a prep team where we need engineers, we need plumbers, we need architect, we need, uh. Uh, mechanical engineers we need you know mechanics that kind of people those kind of people that they go a couple times a year then we have a teacher's team so if you're an educator you can go on a teacher's team i think this next mm-hmm. year we're having a career one, half of a team is career day where we speak to kids but but any of those uh, but the predominant people are sonographers and gynecologists and pharmacists yeah. and so on um,
0: it probably helps a lot that everyone most people over there speak English too right so it 's probably easy for like educators and teachers to kind of just like walk right into being able to teach
1: yes now it, it 's taught in their schools in fact, their English is much better than our english um it 's embarrassing um, <laughs> oh, it 's more, like, more like british you know it 's the British because it was a colony but but the the service teams um um they're very well organized i mean you're cared for you you you're sent a package everything you need to know about going to kenya millie does an awesome job of orientation um you you have a team leader that's been before you're cared for like you know like like you're important person and you are um but we leave all of our teams leave on a wednesday they get there on a Thursday. It's a marathon to get there. Then we have an eight-hour drive after we sleep one night. And then we have five nights on campus where we have three chefs. Actually, Brittany's little boy, Newton, is a chef for us now.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Look at that. Yeah.
1: We sent him to school. So, And we have other s- stories like that. But you stay on campus. The first day, you visit the home of an orphan. This, You visit um our compound you get a full tour of the school um then the next day then you go over and see the clinic if you're a clinic person you get orientation to your equipment your instruments your whatever then on sunday morning we have church service with kids with child focused it's the most exciting inspiring church service i've ever been to um and then we start seeing patients screen them then we do surgery on monday tuesday wednesday the team that's there right now is a cataract surgery team from michigan it's their 15th year wow. they did 90 completed 90 cataract surgeries today and saw almost 500 patients so <clears throat> and then after the we have a special dinner on wednesday night then on thursday we go on safari for two full days and we go to the masai mara it's, it's the arguably the best game park in the world it's two hours wow. from our back door wow you can spit on a lion um, <laughs> you can you'll see i don't know
0: like, if i want to do that <laughs> 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 that's lions. that might be a little too close for comfort for me <laughs> i'm kidding though well,
1: they actually don't even act like you're there you know? oh really but you don't get out of the vehicle
0: probably because so, you're not a threat to them at all <laughs> they're just like walking around us like we walk around like worms and like frog yeah. you know <laughs>
1: yeah so you see just about everything on lion king but it's live and then we we make it back to Nairobi you get home on a Sunday so you pay your way it's not a cheap trip you know the flight itself is expensive but then you pay us and we pay for your safari we pay for extra security we pay for you know chefs it's a primo trip it costs you around 3500 to four depending on what time of the year it is if migration is going on or whatever but teams are the teams are awesome they're tiring exhausting but i would say 98 percent of the people that tell give us feedback say it's one of the best things they've ever done in their life but you don't have to go to kenya to have impact you know we need people there are people that we're building a maternal child health hospital i wish i had a whole nother podcast just to show you what that is and how meaningful that is. And if I could just say briefly, just to whet their appetite, we have around eight deaths per 100,000 births or deliveries for mothers. The eight, Kenya has 375 mothers die every 100,000 births. In Magori, it's twice that. It's almost 700 women die giving birth. And then you got the children that die. So we are very serious and we're building our nicest facility and we need help. You know, we're we're halfway there on the finances, but we've already broke ground. But it's going to change the community and it's going to save the lives of mothers and children. And I can say it no mother or child should die giving birth you know and so that's something that I'd love to talk to somebody about if anybody feels interested in knowing more about that
0: yeah you guys must be like like legends over there I mean almost like how like the American Red Cross is seen you know in the United States I mean you guys are the a a foundation over there I mean I'm sure you guys spread like wildfire throughout the community and even the surrounding countries I'm sure people be, yeah m. commuting cross country just to come see you.
1: yeah we're highly respected in that community we draw patients from four and five hours away that come there to get a big goiter taken off their neck for a hundred dollars yeah. you know when it cost them you know thousands of dollars in Kenya if they can get it we do a lot of really important surgeries there yeah.
0: Yeah, because it's it's got to be all word of mouth over there too. Because there's, I'm I'm sure people don't have cell phones. They can text. You know, oh, you you know, I, yeah. I know a guy over in Kenya that can help you out with that. I mean, because yeah. that's that's the only way it can really typically spread. Because is there is there media out there
1: at all? Yeah, there is. Actually, Kenya's very advanced at some in, at some levels. It's just they haven't. It's not stuff Crossword. that's typically available to everybody. You know, I mean. There is a very wealthy community there there's a small middle class um but Kenya is progressing quickly um i would there's their roads have improved uh, so many things have improved. It's just high unemployment and 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 poor access to health care yeah. those are the big problems you know, and the economy's bad you know you' c- you think COVID hit us bad. If, if you could see what happens around the world it's the poor in the world who have suffered the most from covid even yeah. though they haven't had the deaths that we have they've suffered and they still are
0: yeah cuz over there too i mean with the uh the tourism being a big a big uh factor with the safari i mean during covid i'm sure there was zero that went down to zero and that's a huge industry oh.
1: Oh, there were so many people sent home and they couldn't pay well they didn't have school for nine months you know we had to quarantine our kids on campus for nine months um but uh yeah school fees are a big problem you know the economy is they're really struggling and there's never been a time in history when people should uh, need to get involved in supporting organizations overseas yeah it, it's, it's so hard, um, on Africa and Africa's huge. Africa, most people, you had a very good history lesson, by the way. You, I could tell you, you, you brought up some really good points about Kenya. Yeah,
0: my father Why was a history you- teacher. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Well, it doesn't surprise me you're a teacher's son then because <laughs> most accomplished people, the majority that I meet have teachers as parents. I, mm. something I've observed, especially in Kenya, <clears throat> but, uh, Africa is a giant continent. You can place China, United States, India, Europe, Argentina, all in the continent. It's so big. And people think because they hear something bad in Nigeria, it's in Kenya. Well, you know, that's like something in San Francisco affecting somebody in Miami
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah i know and then somebody going oh well didn't you get affected by like that uh that riot in san francisco and i'm living in miami i'm looking at I'm like you are widely uneducated <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah. but kenya's a kenya people are friendly um i would say if you had to pick the top few countries that respect america kenya is one of them
0: that's because you, you're a big part of that for sure. Well,
1: oh, we're we're a small part. Someday we're going to be a big part. You know, <laughs> I mean, we're going to spread all over Kenya to you know tentacles. But it takes a while to build a a, a solid, sustainable infrastructure where you can do that.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask. I was going to I was gonna yeah. ask you to um to to finish up. I wanted to make sure I asked you. You know, what a what is your your favorite part of about doing this and B what are some of your goals for the next you know 5 to 10 years i know um you know you, you'd love to spread all over kenya is there is there anything in in specific um that that you you're you're eyeing for those next i know you're building that uh um that next campus too yeah
1: well uh comprehensive healthcare is high on my list the school's flying the school is going somewhere already it's sustainable healthcare is an investment in the future and For instance, we had a child come in this time. I can't even send you the picture without permission, but we had a five-year-old come in on this eye team. The Detroit team saw them. The kid had a giant cancer that started in the eye and spread. Unbelievable. The mother was beside herself, poverty. The child was screaming in pain. Nothing, no treatment. You know, there was nobody really helping this child, and the child's going to die. So we were able to find a hospice center, very few of them in Kenya, that would take a resident child and help that child die with some dignity. So we're trying to get the mother to do that. Um, But that's just one tiny example. You know, I could tell you stories about women delivering in, in a hospital where there's no water. The district hospital, and there's no water, and there's no... They're, they sleep they put them on a mattress with no sheets they deliver i mean universal healthcare is big for me um so we want to build a comprehensive center where people don't have to travel they can have everything done right there the university that's coming expanding our services for for children you know being able to take babies that don't have anywhere to go I and mean, there's so many ways for us to grow Um, so those are ideas that I have. Um, you asked me what was my favorite part. I love seeing a crippled child learn walk because it had surgery. I love seeing a blind person on this team taking the mask, the, the bandage off and they can see. I love seeing, um, uh, a goiter removed from somebody that's been carrying it around for 10 years, but I mostly mostly i love what seeing change in americans realizing that they're not created in this world to have to have all this wealth and luxury and stuff they're created and given those blessings because they need to share we only live on this earth 70 or 80 years right you know there's an eternity out there that we need to be thinking about um but we're on this planet for some reason and if it's not to Help your brothers and sisters, which they are. You know, when you go into the operating room and you cut someone open, you can't tell if they're Chinese, Japanese, uh, from Israel, from Africa. You cannot tell. Blood's always red. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I could do anything on this, even this, I would just say to that person that even that, that's being touched by this conversation, you know, get out there and do something. Find if you're not, and if you're if you are, God bless you. But be part of the solution in this world. It's um it's the only one we it's the only life we have to live.
0: Yeah. No. No. Th- thanks for that. And I mean, it really that it hits uh, it should hit home with everyone too, because uh you know what you 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 see in America as um you know the the problem the average problem I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday about um something just so so irrelevant when we we use the words problem issue suffering trauma mm-hmm. um i think we got to be careful with the way we you know we kind of use those because what really is the actuality i mean we're not even on the same planet as to someone you know like you said the, the child coming in with with cancer all over their face and mm-hmm. you know and, and the mothers beside themselves on what on what to do i mean that's that that's an entirely different perspective um, and I'm glad that you had, you know, touched on that because I think yeah. that that is something very important to, Um uh, what also helps on those service trips too, is broaden people's perspectives, you know, <laughs> seeing it in real time, um, getting, getting out of our, our phones and TV and actually seeing it. Uh, cause that's, yeah. that, that's just, it's, just it, it's so important. It really is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think this is one of the most important things I've done today. It's really a pleasure for you to, to help spread the word about this. Um, you know, I'm believing that God is gonna use this show to touch some people we may never know about, but but I would invite anybody that wants to come on board with us to, we're very transparent. Everything is an open book with us. Um, you can go to our website, Kenyarelief.org and learn more. My contact's all over it. Um, we're all over YouTube.
0: And that's how people would find you, right? The website through YouTube. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. KenyaRelief.org. Okay, Okay.
0: KenyaRelief.org. They could learn more about the service trips, ways to ways to donate, kind of educate themselves too on 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 Kenya and the and the problems that are uh, going on out there.
1: Yeah. We're doing another exciting thing with Amazon. Um, We're creating like a wedding registry. We have an organization in Springfield, a Catholic organization that's shipping five containers of medical equipment for this unit. And so we've picked a whole host of items that you can order on Amazon. They ship them directly to this recycling agency, Catholic hospital system in Illinois, and then they're delivered on a container. And they, you know, it's things like a mirror for a delivery for a patient's room or a a water fountain or this or that. But all those items can go directly on a container, be there in this new maternal child hospital. So that's something somebody can do because they can, you know, but all that's going to become available. They should sign up for our newsletter. They should contact us. Oh,
0: that's awesome. It's like a new way of a new way of giving that. I hope even more nonprofits kind of take, take and adopt
1: yeah you can buy a trash can you know (laughs) you know a mop
0: yeah yeah because those things are important those things i mean keeping uh, things clean especially in the um in the er you guys have you know
1: yeah 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 we're buying a new we're getting an ambulance i'm so excited about that oh that's awesome
0: that is awesome you'll have to send me some pics when you uh when you get it
1: Oh, you shouldn't ask for that. I'll send you brunch. <laughs> yeah. we're well, in Al- I'm, in, I'm in Alabama. Mm-hmm. If anybody's ever wants to stop by our office in Coleman, Alabama, uh, but we have people from every state involved, so I can connect you.
0: All right. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. I um, I, I I thank you so much for your time, Steve, and and especially for for everything that you guys you guys do over there, and for you leading leading the charge. And you know, for to you and your team, you know, continue to be safe out there. Um, you know, and I'm uh I'm gonna check out those those service trips, and um I'm sure uh I'm sure I'll see you down the road.
1: Okay, let's do it in January.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've got
1: room. I've got room.
0: <laughs> let's do it, man. <laughs> what
1: a pleasure it's been.
0: Yes, thank you, Steve.
1: Okay, we we'll talk to you later. With every star,